This is VOA News. I'm Alexis Strope. Iranians voted for a new parliament on Friday in an election as seen as a test of the clerical establishment's legitimacy. Lucy Fielder from Reuters has more. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei casts his vote, the first to do so in all Iran. He has called it a religious duty. Iran's rulers need a high turnout to repair their legitimacy, damaged by the unrest which is why Iranian activists and opposition groups are discouraging voters, distributing the hashtags VoteNoVote and Election Circus widely on social media. Imprisoned Nobel Peace Prize laureate Nargis Mohammadi, a women's rights advocate, has called the election a sham. Hardliners have dominated Iran's parliament for more than two decades. It wields little influence, since Khamenei determines issues like foreign policy and the row with the West. Lucy Fielder from Reuters. The families of hostages held in Gaza and their supporters on Friday continued their four-day march from southern Israel to Jerusalem to demand their loved ones be set free. VOA's Rick Pantaleo has this report. The four-day march ends Saturday near the official residence of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The protesters marched while holding banners and posters showing pictures of the hostages. This is Benny Gantz, member of Israel's war cabinet. <laughs> We are with you all the time, not only this morning, but every day, all day, and in everywhere that we are, whether it's during field visits or during cabinet meetings or army visits, and all what is needed to be done in order to promote the goal to bring the hostages back. Some 130 hostages remain, and Israel says about a quarter of them are dead. Rick Pantaleo, VOA News. You'll find expanded coverage of world news and events at our website, voanews.com, 24 hours a day. This is VOA News. A New York man has been sentenced to 25 years to life for killing a woman who wound up in his driveway after a wrong turn. AP correspondent Shelley Adler reports. Kevin Monaghan was convicted in January of killing Kaylin Gillis last April. The 20-year-old woman was riding in a caravan of two cars and a motorcycle that pulled into Monaghan's long, winding driveway by mistake in Washington County in northeastern New York while her friends were looking for another person's house. Prosecutors argued that Monaghan was motivated by irrational rage toward trespassers. He said the gun went off by accident and he thought his home was under siege by intruders. I'm Shelley Adler. The United Nations Human Rights Chief Volker Turk on Friday said the apparent deliberate denial of safe access for humanitarian agencies within war-torn Sudan could amount to a war crime. Congress has passed another short-term spending measure that would keep one set of federal agencies. I call again on the warring parties to meet their legal obligations by opening humanitarian corridors without delay before more lives are lost. Sudan's paramilitary rapid support forces has been fighting Sudan's army for control of the country since April 2023 in a war that has killed thousands, displaced millions of people inside and outside the country, and sparked warnings of famine. Millions of people in Sudan's Defer region are at risk of dying of hunger after a decision by the Sudanese government to prohibit aid deliveries through Chad. Congress approved a short-term extension to avoid a shutdown, buying more time for a final spending agreement. AP correspondent Norman Hall reports. Congress has passed another short-term spending measure that would keep one set of federal agencies operating through March 8th and another set through March 22nd. The extension averts a shutdown for parts of the federal government that would otherwise have kicked in at 12.01 a.m. Saturday. The bill now goes to President Joe Biden to be signed into law. The short-term extension is the fourth in recent months. 
Lawmakers are voicing increased optimism that it will be the last before Congress approves two separate spending packages totaling more than $1.6 trillion for the full fiscal year. Norman Hall, Washington. Martha Beatriz Roque Cabello, a veteran Cuban dissident and leading proponent of human rights who was imprisoned twice but never left the island, will be awarded the 2024 International Women of Courage Award, a recognition granted by the U.S. State Department. The 78-year-old economist will not be able to receive the prize in person since she has been, quote, regulated since 2018, meaning that she is prevented from leaving the island and cannot process her passport. Quote, I am very happy about this award, she says. At least it is a way of saying you have spent 35 years working for Cuban democracy. You'll find expanded coverage of world news and events at our website, voanews.com, 24 hours a day. I'm Alexis Strope, VOA News.